Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 8. We are going through a Sunday night sermon series here about Moses. We're in the plagues. This is the tenth, the ten plagues. We're on the fourth plague. This is the swarm of flies. Now, in the Hebrew, the word flies actually means various types of insects. So we're not just talking about flies. We're talking about any type of uh, insect that could be swarming around. So this could be uh, mosquitoes. This could be gnats. This could be fireflies. This could be regular flies. Any type of animal that's swarming around, a flying insect that's coming in, probably millions and billions of these insects all throughout Egypt. But there's going to be a separation with this one. God is going to separate Egypt, what they're experiencing here with the fourth plague, versus Goshen. Remember, Goshen, that's the area that's experiencing the, um, or that's where the uh, slaves are, the Hebrew slaves. So we're going to see that here. And the title of this message is really about stubbornness. Pharaoh, now we're up to plague number four, has a hardened heart. Do you know of anybody with a hardened heart? Do you know of anybody who just refuses to listen? They will not change. And you know, in many ways, um, senior adults get blamed for not changing, but they have probably changed more than anyone because you think about it. Some of the maybe the folks listening to this, maybe you once drove a car that couldn't go very fast and uh, it was um, a, a different type of car that maybe had an 8-track. Maybe the, the, the gear shifter was on the handle. And maybe it even had like a um, manual-style transmission. Now, most cars are automatic. They have not just DVD players, digital types of music that you just plug in your iPhone and there's your, your podcast list whatever it would be, uh, or that you're listening to Sirius Radio. So it's a radically different change we see that from driving maybe back in the 60s or 70s versus driving today. A lot has changed. Power steering has changed. Power braking has changed. So we have seen in the elect in automotive business, there has been massive change. Well, here, Pharaoh does not he refuses to change with that. So I want you to go ahead and turn your Bibles there. Exodus chapter 8, verses 20 through 32. While you turn there, I want to tell you what happened this afternoon. I'm going to put a plug in. I'm going to hold up my t our T-shirt here. VBS is kicking off in a few weeks here. It's a Father's Day. is going to be June 20, 20th. VBS starts that following Monday, June 21st. Today, after church this morning, we had our VBS leadership training. And this is this year's VBS shirt. This is kind of uh, their logo they have. Our theme is Destination Dig. We're going to be uncovering the truth about Jesus, talking about how we're taking a journey to Israel. I mean, you talk about very timely. Israel's in the news all the time. So we're going through this journey here with Egypt, or, or with, with Israel, and we're, we're actually journeying here, Egypt here tonight. 
Seek truth, find Jesus. So you're looking for the truth. Even the ground, the Bible says, Jesus says, the rocks, if the, if the people are quiet, even the rocks will cry out to my name. In archaeology, history points to Jesus. So I want you to make sure you have signed up to help with VBS. You need to make sure you have signed up to help with um, how you're going to plug in. Just to put it in perspective, two years ago on that Monday night, we had our all-time high at this church was 264 children. That's our record, 264. And we had like 100 and something workers. For our Bible school, it requires over 100 folks to pull this off. So we hope to have a monster crowd of folks who are going to come and learn about Jesus. Maybe many of you had the opportunity as a child to learn about VBS at your local Baptist church you grew up in, and we want to provide the same here at Broadway. So that is, that's your VBS shirt that we, um, we have that are ready. You can see Miss, Miss Lyons or Miss Jennifer in the office, and they'll be happy to get you your shirt for that. All right, we're here in Exodus. We are going through the fourth plague. So you've got your Bible, we're going to read this, we're going to talk about stubbornness. You know, many times you think about the word stubborn, and a lot of times people, we, we think of stubborn as a negative things. It can be negative if you refuse to listen to God, if you refuse to maybe obey your parents, if you refuse to um, comply at work or just have a sensitive heart towards your spouse. But stubbornness in many ways can be very good today. I would say stubbornness and conviction in many ways can run parallel. There are some things that you need to be convictional about. When we stand on the Word of God, when you hold fast to Scripture and you hold, you hold to biblical truth, many folks might look at you and think, oh, he's very stubborn, he's old school, he refuses to get with the times. No. That's not, that's not stubborn. That's not old school. That's biblical. Biblical Christianity requires conviction. Biblical, Jesus-centered, gospel teaching and preaching requires you to say some things, requires you to take a stand that is not popular with popular culture. So today, we're going to be looking at how can you make a faithful stand, firm stand for the Lord. Because remember, Moses, he made a stand that he did not want to go and appear before Pharaoh. And finally, God had to overcome all of his objections. And God became angry with Moses. Now, when God speaks to you and I, you don't want to have a stubborn heart. You have stubbornness about other things. You can be uh, a stubborn towards maybe uh, favorite things in your life. But when it comes to the Word of God, and it comes responding to God, you need to have a heart, a hot heart, and a sensitive heart that is responding, that's uh, aware of when God is speaking to you. And that is something that we see Pharaoh did not have. He had a hardened heart. That's a great sin today. Our whole culture has it backwards. Many people are hardened towards Jesus. They're hardened towards bringing their children to VBS. They're hardened towards the gospel call and turning to the Lord and being saved. But they are completely soft and sensitive to whatever culture throws that way. 
they'll change their convictions just like that. And the Bible tells us it should actually be the exact opposite. If you want to be stubborn, be stubborn about maybe what sports team you go for, or what's your favorite restaurant. That's okay to be stubborn about. But I tell you, sensitivity to God, when he speaks to you, you need to listen to him. When he calls you to respond, you need to have a, you need to have a heart that's open to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. In many ways, we've got it backwards today. So Pharaoh had it backwards as well. Look what it says here. Verse 20. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh. When you see him going out to the water, tell him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Early in the morning, things get going. Are you a morning person? Do you know, if I get to sleep, I think if I sleep to 6.30 in the morning, that is awesome for me. That's a, like a prize uh, at our home, if we can make it that late, 6.30 a.m. But God has Moses getting up very early, bright and early morning. He's appearing before Moses, or being, Moses appearing before Pharaoh. And he's coming there with a message from the Lord. And he says, let my people go. So that's a message. God is speaking to Pharaoh. Pharaoh does not listen. He says, but if you will not let my people go, then I will send swarms of flies. Remember that word is insects, means a variety, different types of flies. Swarms of flies against you, your officials, your people, and your houses. The Egyptians' houses will swarm with flies, and so will the land where they live. But on that day, I will give special treatment to the land of Goshen, where my people are living. No flies will be there. This way you will know that I, the Lord, am in the land. I will make a distinction. So here's a distinction between my people here, the land of Goshen. That's in northern Egypt. That's where the Nile dumps into the Mediterranean Sea. That's the land of Goshen. That's why I've said it before. You go out in the country. You go out in, in country Baptist church, in country area of Kentucky, and you see churches, Goshen Methodist Church. Goshen Baptist Church. I think there's actually in northern Kentucky, there's a Goshen, Kentucky. That is because it's named after where the Hebrews were in slavery at. These were God's people living in Goshen. They did not experience the plagues. There's a distinction. They don't have insects. It's a nice, perfectly sunny day in Egypt. I don't know how warm it is. I'm sure in Egypt is 100 degrees, but... And I'd rather have 100 degrees and no insects than 100 degrees and insects all over the place. But this distinction, it says here, in your people, your people are the Egyptians. They have bugs everywhere. Orkin, they could not take care of these people. Terminex didn't stand a chance. God is sending billions of insects. They came as, as a sign from the Lord that he is judging the Egyptians because Pharaoh refuses to listen to God. God is speaking to Pharaoh. This is why who is over you, your religious leaders, those that have influence over you, they need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I believe there's many pulpits that are just dying, many churches that are dying in our country, maybe in even our city, because the pastors, those that stand behind the Sacred deaths are not convictional about what they believe. You don't want to hear a preacher have, having a wishy-washy answer. 
not knowing what truth is, not knowing where they stand on certain issues. You know, I've said it so many times on Wednesday nights. I believe it is very important among shaky times such as 2021 that we live in, a church such as Broadway, uh, your pastor, he should be able to stand and declare with boldness, this is where we stand. This is what we believe. Here's why we believe this. Because people want to know. Folks are sitting out in the pew. They're sitting out in the community. They just want to know, okay, what does this church believe? Because just because it has the word Baptist anymore. Remember, Baptist came from the Reformation. But then there's been, now there's been another Reformation, a Reformation of liberalism, where folks have drifted away. What was the Reformation? Reformation was a return to the Bible. Martin Luther was rebelling against the Roman Catholic Church, saying, y'all have gone so far from God's Word, we need to get back to what he called sola scripture. Returning that now, we have essentially done that again 500 years later. Folks, churches have moved away from the Word of God. Listen, if you're having to teach children that they're a boy and that they're a girl, why would you have to teach a child that? Why would you have to teach a child that a man marries a woman, and a woman, a little girl, should grow up wanting to marry a man. The reason why they have to be taught that is because the culture, and including, sadly, some churches, are teaching the opposite. We stand on biblical truth. We teach biblical truth. Pharaoh here, God is speaking to him through Moses. He's not listening. He has a hardened heart. And God is going to say, and he does say, I'm making a distinction. There's a distinction being made today. And we want to make sure we know that distinction. I believe a church such as Broadway should be very distinct. Set apart, holy. We know what we believe. We know where we stand in this cultural chaos that we're in. But Moses said, or actually verse 24, The Lord did this, thick swarms. And he said, I'm sorry, Moses said, verse 23, this sign will take place tomorrow. So Moses wraps up his statement. Verse 24 now. Moses, and the Lord did this. Thick swarms of flies went into Pharaoh's palace and his officials' houses. Throughout Egypt, the land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice your God within the country. But Moses says, It would not be right to do that because... What we will sacrifice to the Lord our God is detestable to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice what the Egyptians detest in front of them, they, won't they stone us? Meaning, God is saying, or, or Pharaoh is saying, you know, you can go sacrifice your God, but you can't leave Egypt. So just um, go, go over here. And Moses is saying, no, that's not what God says. In fact, what we're going to do is actually detestable in your people's sight. So Pharaoh basically does not want to allow his people to leave the country. They can leave maybe the area of Goshen, but they can't leave Egypt. And Moses is saying, that's, that's not my request. Like, you're, you're, giving me, you're, you're asking me to do something different. <clears throat> it goes on to say, verse 27, We must go a distance of three days into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he instructs us. This is, they're wanting to go to Mount Sinai. They're wanting to go to the land of Midian. They're wanting to go to a, a desert region, a three-day journey by foot in this desert, walking. And they're going to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Pharaoh responded, 
I will let you go and sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. But don't go very far. Make an appeal for me. Because he's got bugs all over. He says, whatever. Moses, go do what you need to do. But don't go too far. Because we're going to have to get you. As soon as, you as soon as I leave you, Moses said, I will appeal to the Lord. And tomorrow the swarms of flies will depart from Pharaoh, his officials and his people. But Pharaoh must not act deceptively again by refusing to let the people go and sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses, in many ways, talking to Pharaoh like as a child, said, Pharaoh, you can't act deceptively. You've done this before. Now you're going to let the people go, and you, they, you've got to keep your word. They've got to be able to go. If they want to go to the, to the uh, land of Mount Sinai, the, out in the wilderness, you should allow them to go. You should honor your word. That's what he's saying. That's what he's asking right here. And then look what happens. Then Moses left Pharaoh's presence and appealed to the Lord. So he prays to God. He says, God, uh, will you open up the heavens and remove these bugs? Let them die. Give relief to the land of Egypt. Because Pharaoh said he's going to do it. So look what happens. The Lord did as Moses had said. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, his officials, and the people. Not one was left. All these flies, all these insects died. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. Basically, when Pharaoh received the relief, when he got a break, when he realized, you know, they're gone, I can now go back. He was probably hoping maybe this will be the last time Moses comes and appears before me. Maybe this will be the last time we have to play this silly game. By this point, his magicians aren't even trying to do anything. They've just given up. They've realized we, we, we can't match Moses' God anymore. We're not in his league anymore. So what's going on here? Pharaoh has a hardened heart, and he refuses to listen. Now, I have another scripture here. If you have your Bibles, hopefully you do, flip over to the book of Judges. Because we see this example after Moses. Now, this is Moses here. Moses then uh, passed the baton off to Joshua. Remember, Joshua and Caleb were two of the bold spies that had courage compared to the other ten spies. When, when Moses sent the twelve spies to spy out the promised land. Joshua and Caleb came back and said, If God is going to give us the, uh, the land, we need to have the courage and take the land. But after Joshua, things started to unravel. We go through this period of judges. Joshua was discipled by Moses. Joshua witnessed what happened. Because remember, Joshua lived in Egypt. He saw. He's one of the few adults. Only him and Caleb made it in. So Joshua, so powerful about Joshua, he experienced what happened with these plagues. So he remembers the great mighty hand of the Lord. He remembers the flies dying. He remembers the Passover occurring and how literally the Egyptians drove out all the Hebrews from slavery, from their land, because their firstborn sons were dead. But then Joshua dies, and look what happens here. I want to read this. Judges chapter 2, you can turn there, verses 19 and 20. Because this also re re reminds us of the sin of a stubborn heart. It says, Whenever the judge died, this is almost like a, this is the period of about 480 years of judges. 
Whenever the judge died, the Israelites would act even more corruptly than their ancestors, following other gods to serve them and bow in worship to them. They did not turn from their evil practices or its obstinate ways. They did not turn, look at that, obstinate ways. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he declared, because this nation has violated my covenant that I made with their ancestors and disobeyed me, I will no longer drive out before any of them the nations Joshua left when he died. He did this to test Israel and to see whether they would keep the Lord's way by walking in it as their ancestors had. The Lord left these nations and did not drive them out immediately. He did not hand them over to Joshua. The people did not experience victory. Why? It says there, because they did not turn from their evil practices or their obstinate ways. That word obstinate can also be translated stubborn. That's the stubbornness God condemns. Their stubborn ways. Stubbornness is sin, embedded deep indwelling sin that you refuse to repent of, that you refuse to surrender to God, that you refuse to give up in your life. And God is speaking to you. He's saying, you need to turn from that or you will continue to suffer and pay the consequences. Many of the things that we might be experiencing in the difficult days and the heartaches is because we are holding on to our obstinate or stubborn ways our sinful patterns, and God wants to break us free of that. He's looking for us to say, why won't you repent from your evil ways? When we refuse to repent, or when we promise we're going to change, I want you to hear, this is how we act like Pharaoh. When you tell God you're going to do something, when you tell God that you're going to change, when you make a promise to God, maybe you even walked out, come to this altar here, and you pray over it, and you surrender something to God, but then the next day, when the swarms of flies are gone, you pull it back. Say, no, God, I'm not changing. You're just like Pharaoh. Just like him. Pharaoh made promises. And they weren't promises kept. He's like a politician in our day. It's promises that were broken. Pharaoh broke his word. Pharaoh, when he received the relief, when he got the answer to prayer, he went back to how it used to be. And that is sham repentance. That is what God does not want to see from us. That's a stubborn heart. You get the relief, you make the adjustment, you get things to manageable living, and you go back to them. And God is saying, don't do it. That's what the ways of Pharaoh, the ways of the Egyptians... And the Lord judged Egypt. Lost people do that. People who don't know the Lord do sham repentance. God is looking for us with a soft, tender heart that responds to him. Are you sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit? If God tells you and instructs you to maybe give to something special, Maybe step up and help pay for something. Help the person in need out. Serve where you see an opportunity, where you see a need. 
It's so easy to come up with excuses for any and everything. And I tell you, you know, that, going back to that VBS training, it's so I'm so proud to see the large number of folks at our church this morning, at our luncheon, that are willing and eager and excited about serving the Lord. Are you ready to serve the Lord? I want to tell you, VBS isn't the only opportunity. Every day, I believe God gives us a phone call to make, an email send, an encouraging text, that we can be an encourager to someone who's down. Don't be obstinate. Don't allow stubbornness. Don't allow uh, old, embedded, indwelling sin to prevent you from experiencing what Christ has to offer. We don't want the heart that Pharaoh has. An obstinate, stubborn heart. I want to pray for you this evening. I'm going to pray that God breaks your heart, God cleanses your heart, and God gives you a new heart, as the book of Jeremiah tells us. Jeremiah chapter 31, when you get saved, God puts a new heart inside of you, one that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be awesome that we had the idea that, Lord, I live my days as a church. We live as a church family, as people who were completely open. It's almost like a blank slate of people who are willing to follow you. Wherever you send us to go, across the street or across the world, we, we view ourselves as we're witnesses. We're here to certainly make disciples of all nations, starting right here in Lexington. Who do you know that needs to be saved? And are you praying for them? Are you asking God to provide opportunities for them to come to know the Lord? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you not to have a heart like Pharaoh had, one that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So I want you to bow your head. I tell you, those that are watching right now, online, you can put your hand towards the TV, towards the computer. And I want you to close your eyes, and we're going to pray for your heart, that you have a soft, sensitive heart to the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that we don't have a heart like Pharaoh. Lord, it is sinful and wrong for us, and we're lying and being deceitful to say we're going to do something, and then we pull back our words. Lord, that's dishonesty. Lord, you told us our yes should be yes, and our no should be known. Anything else comes from the evil one. That's what happens when we pull back our words. Lord, let make us have words that have truth behind them. Make us have words that when we speak, it comes true. God, I pray if there's anybody here that is struggling with a stubborn heart, their soul is restless because they're not responding to you. Lord, break off that stubbornness, that obstinance, and help us be sensitive to your leadership. Lord, the only thing we should be stubborn about is about things that don't really matter and be stubbornly firm on the word of God. But Lord, when you speak to us, when you instruct us, we don't want an obstinate, stubborn heart to be standing in the way. Lord, forgive us and remove us from that heart and give us a new heart, a heart of clay. God, I pray for those that have heard this message. I pray it takes it inside of our hearts and sinks down and we see that we do not want to be like Pharaoh. He is an example for us of what we don't want. Lord, I thank you for Moses. I thank you for raising up prophets. And thank you for the men and women you're raising up today, right here in our church, 
and is serving faithfully you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I give you this message. We surrender our lives to the Lord. The Lord loves you. The Lord wants to save you. He has a great plan for you. I want to hear from you. If you've made a decision and you want to reach out and know more about what it means to follow Christ, fill out our online connection card. Let us know how we can pray for you. We'll be certainly getting in touch. God bless you. I will see you next Sunday. Next Sunday is Memorial Day weekend, so it'll be a great time to come for online church. God bless you. See you next week.